Uh, it was our Kellogg and Rock location, mm-hmm. um, Air Force Base, not too far away. Um, you better believe I had a lobby full of airmen the first day because some of them are from the South and they're like, yeah. hey, try this place. And they were so excited to get a firehouse in Wichita. Welcome back to another episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. My name is Lane. Our first sponsor today is Erica with Midwest Fresh Homes. If you hadn't noticed, the housing market is hot right now. It is the definition of a seller's market. That brings up the question, is now a good time to sell? Head over to MidwestFreshHomes.com and get your free home valuation today. Our next sponsor is Il Primo Espresso Cafe. We recently did a favorite coffee bracket challenge on Instagram and Twitter. After hundreds of votes, Il Primo came out as the winner for both brackets. Check out Il Primo today. Today's guest is Megan Reese. She is the owner of the five Firehouse Subs in the Wichita area. We discuss what led her to open Firehouse Subs, what it's like to operate a franchise business, and what it was like to own a restaurant during the pandemic. Enjoy my conversation with Megan Reese. All righty. I am here with Megan Reese. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, We are glad to have you. I'm excited to hear a little bit about your story, but can you go ahead and just introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, I am a Firehouse Subs franchisee. My husband and I own four Wichita area Firehouse Subs, and then we also own one in Hutchinson, Kansas. All right, cool. Um, So what is your relation to Wichita? So you obviously have business here, but have you always been in Wichita? What's Um, your story? I'm actually born and raised in Wichita. I uh, went to elementary school in South Wichita. I graduated from Derby High School. Derby, okay. Um, My my husband is from Hayesville. Uh, He went to campus. So uh, we're both local. uh, Yeah, we're both local and we both graduated from Wichita State. Oh, very cool. Um, What were your degrees in? Um, my, my, I have a business degree with a okay. minor in accounting. My husband has a graphic design degree from Wichita State. Okay, very cool. Um, and so do you guys both do the firehouse stuff full time or does yes, one of you do, do. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so was that always the plan? So you have a business degree. Did you want to be a franchisee or what was the plan coming out of college? Um, coming out of college, I think the first plan was to get a job and get experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, uh, I ended up landing a job with a local pizza hut franchisee. I worked, um, in accounting for him for okay. a few years. I did a little stint for a year at ICM before they announced layoffs. Uh, they manufacture ethanol plants. Okay. And then uh, I ended up at the pizza hut franchise association. So I got a lot of experience with franchising. Um, and then, my parents who are from here as well uh they relocated to arkansas for my mom's job okay and we ended up coming across to firehouse subs in arkansas and we thought hey it'd be a great idea to have one here and it kind of fell together so all right yeah that answers a couple of my questions yeah um i could go into more detail if you need to oh absolutely um yeah you could definitely go in as much detail as you'd like um i was one of my questions was why franchises but i think that kind of through your experience at Pizza Hut probably helped kind of flavor that right. attitude towards them. Cause I think a lot of people would say, well, I want to start my own sub shop or my own pizza place, but what's the benefit or why, why franchise then? Well, um, what I realized when I worked for the Pizza Hut system altogether between the franchise association and, uh, the franchisee I worked for, I worked for Pizza Hut for 11 years. Okay. 
Um, and I learned that there's some benefits to franchising. Uh, that includes things like um, purchasing and a lot of the stuff is already built for you um, in regards to you have a distribution system mm -hmm. already set up and in place. Um, and then you have that brand recognition and that brand recognition is, is really powerful um, tool because we, when we first opened our location, we didn't tell anybody when we were opening, but uh, it was our Kellogg and Rock location, mm -hmm. yeah. um, Air Force Base, not too far away. Um, you better believe I had a lobby full of airmen the first day because some of them are from the South and they're like, yeah. hey, this place. And they were so excited to get a firehouse in Wichita. Sure. Um, so having that brand recognition, we would not have had that kind of opening had we um, had to build it from the ground up. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. When did you first open that one? Uh, we opened that one uh, December 20th of 2013. Okay, awesome. So eight, seven and a half, eight years. Um, We're coming in on year eight, and uh, I, I have a pattern that I'm going to break this year. So uh, our first location was December 20th, 2013. Our second location was November 30th, 2015. Mm -hmm. Our third location was October 27th, 2017. And on December 30th, 2019, we had twins. We bought the West Side stores that were opened by a different mm -hmm. franchisee. And um, I, sadly, I'll be breaking the pattern this year. I will not be opening the store in 2021. <laughs> That's, I mean, you got your handfuls, handful with the rest of them. So um, Firehouse Subs in general, can you talk about that a little bit? Where is it primarily located? I don't know. I don't travel a whole lot, especially the past year, but um, you mentioned Arkansas and you mentioned the South. So where are Firehouse Subs? And I, roughly how many are there hundreds how many are there um okay so firehouse subs originated in jacksonville florida they were okay. started in uh, in october of 1994 by two brothers who were firefighters they actually worked in the restaurant on their shifts off so okay. um that's chris and robin Sorensen. um they are still in the brand i am going to get you the numbers on the number of units i hope i have in my notes Not a big deal if not. I'm just kind of curious I, from my I own curiosity. I'm pretty sure we're, so, oh, I found it. We have 1,195 restaurants in the US, Canada, and Puerto Rico. Wow, that is a lot. That is a lot. And um, so, and is that primarily in the South then, or is that kind of everywhere now? Well, they originated in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm -hmm. I believe, if I remember correctly, we're in 45 states, but oh, I wow. don't have everywhere. that information yeah. in front of, oh, wait, yeah. I don't have that information in front of me. I wish I did, but no, I'm pretty right. sure it's 45 states, okay, um, including Alaska. Mm -hmm. So, very cool. So, what stood out the first time you came across Firehouse? Like, what did you immediately say? We need to bring that back to Wichita, or what stood out about Firehouse Subs? Um, the first time we had Firehouse Subs, um, the product was a really good quality. Um, we were. We really liked it. It was something we requested when we went to Arkansas. It actually took a couple of years. I found out they were looking for franchisees in Wichita. I found mm -hmm. that out in Kansas City, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just looked into it and I realized, oh my gosh, we could do this. And I just inquired and everything just fell into place. Um, okay. What drew me to the brand was the quality. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked the quality of the subs. Uh, we were in Kansas City. My husband and I had taken a weekend trip and we ended up talking to a GM up there uh, who worked for one of the area reps and or, and who's based in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And they said they were looking for a franchisee in Wichita. 
Um, and of course that gets my gears turning because, you know, I've been in the franchise industry for a while and right. I knew that that could be an opportunity. So we uh, looked into it and realized we met the qualifications. And so we inquired and realized what we needed and um, we had to figure out how to uh, raise the funds to open the first store, which sure. was a little challenging. Um, and then once we just fell into place, we had to go through a few um, interviews with the franchisor to make sure we were a good fit. And mm -hmm. we've been doing it ever since. Is it similar? I'm very uneducated in this space. Um, but I think like for McDonald's, for instance, you have to have like X dollars in the bank or whatever those qualifications are. Is it a similar type deal for firehouse subs? Yeah, it is a similar, they require a certain net worth and, mm -hmm. and a lot of franchises require a certain amount of liquid assets. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, to be honest with you, we met it by the skin of our teeth. Mm -hmm. um, we, I mean, we literally met the net worth requirements by a couple thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was a really great opportunity for us. And and we had some investors behind us that really helped us out. Um, sure. I, my family is my investor. Um, my family really kind of helped us get started. Yeah. Um, and that made a really big difference. That's awesome. Um, has it gotten easier or is it equally as hard now as you open more and more stores? Like was number two as hard as number one or number three as hard as number two? I will be honest. Number three was probably one of the hardest ones I've ever done. Really? Um, and the hard, the reason number three was hard is, is that was our Hutchinson location. Mm -hmm. It was really far away. And we opened huge. Um, mm. We we were number one in the country for the first two weeks that store was open. Wow. Um, it, it just really opened uh, very big. And uh, we, we kind of took a gamble on it. We weren't looking to open a store. We had an opportunity fall in our lap. It was too good to pass up. And sure, so sure. Um, we were stretched a little thinner than what we would have liked for our third location. And, and those challenges for the reason that the third location was so much more difficult. Um, as far as our fourth and fifth location, probably the biggest challenge was learning to let go. Mm -hmm. And that that did develop over time. Uh, the first one, you know, we were in the store all the time and then we had two, so we split up. I was in one and he was in the other. And then the third one came and all of a sudden we were outnumbered. So right. we were having to uh, develop managers and, and that that's probably one of the hardest parts about growing um, and then when we got four and five right together, that was challenging because we were working with, with two at once. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a whole new set of challenges that we hadn't dealt with before. Um, we're in a pretty good spot right now. I have a really wonderful management team. I can't speak highly enough of my store managers. Um, they do a wonderful job for me. And uh, I know a lot of my my general managers can't do it without their shift leaders. So sure, we, sure. we really have a good management team here in Wichita. And, and it's been fantastic to to watch some of my employees develop and grow uh, through the years. Um, I have, let's see, I have three general managers that started out as crew members. Wow, that's awesome. Promoted all the way up. Uh, two of them were hired in as GMs, but that's... Um, I take that back. One of them I inherited with the purchase of the West Side, and she she had worked her way up, but sure. not yeah. under me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the uh, the last one we were hired. Okay. As a, 
So. Cool. Yeah. I think, I think that just goes to show how important it is to kind of build up the right group around you to help you do stuff for a second there. If you didn't start talking about the managers, it's almost like you're talking about children. Like, uh, we had two, we each could handle one. And then the third one we were outnumbered and then two at one is like having twins. And well, you know, I, I will say owning restaurants for the first time. Um, I think it made me a better parent to teenagers. And I know that sounds crazy, but um, it taught me patience mm-hmm. and, and it taught me development. And I, I think it made me a better parent for when my kids got to be teens and they are now. So, sure. um, I, I think there's some things that I learned from the restaurants that have really helped out. Um, and, and it's that it's this, it's the supervising, but letting go and letting them do new things. And I, I think that it has helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just watching all the staff grow into the roles that they go into. And, and we have staff members that work for us all through high school and college, and then they go on and get their first career. And we're sad to see them go, but we know that it's um, a good opportunity for them. And so we get to see that as well. Yeah, absolutely. My parents, um, I grew up out in Andover and my parents owned the popcorn store there for 10 years. So they started that as a franchise. And then through that, they had to change the name and kind of start fresh. But so I have a very small taste of what you're talking about, but kind of on a different scale. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, Tell us a little bit about what the experience was like during the pandemic. So that's obviously affected everybody, especially small businesses. So how did that affect you all? Well, I'll be blunt and honest, and the franchisor probably won't like me for saying this, but um, I, when the <laughs> pandemic initially hit in March, I was terrified. We just came off of buying two restaurants. So we had just inherited two restaurants. We were doing a lot of equipment purchasing. Sales were running really good. So we were happy. And then March came and the, the bottom dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, I That was probably one of the scariest times I've been in business. I, I thought I was so worried I was going to lose things. Um, I had to lay off employees for the first time ever. Um, they were laid off for a grand total of four weeks <laughs> and we could call them all back because we got busy after the shutdown. Yeah. Uh, but we were very, very grateful. We did qualify for PPP funds and we were very, very grateful for those funds. Cause if we had not had those funds, um, the thing that we would have struggled with is building our inventory back after sure. the demand came back. Cause we, we wouldn't have been able to buy the food. We wouldn't have had enough cash flow. Um, I, Cause what I did is, is everything I did was to make sure I could pay my employees as long as possible. Right. I stopped paying every bill to make sure my employees got paid because they're the ones that they, that matter. Yeah, I can't right. take care of everything else. Um, so that was, that was probably the scariest thing for me. And, and it was heartbreaking having to choose who to lay off and who to keep. Right. Um, and I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. That's awful. Um, so, but it's uh, demand came back in, in May and June and, and we've had, we had finished the year out pretty good. And this year has just been, we've had a really great year this year. So we've been pretty happy with um, our volume. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little too, too high. Um, we are hiring. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get that word out there. Yeah. All five of my restaurants are hiring right now. Um, uh, we are having trouble finding employees. So sure. Um, did you have to shift? I guess I don't know exactly what the the restrictions actually were during the year. Um, but did you have to go like strictly curbside for a while, or did you have to shift anything like that? Well, we had to shut down dining areas. Um, that was part of the shutdown f- for the state of Kansas. So mm-hmm. for all of April, we were shut down. We did have open lobbies, however, you couldn't dine in. So everything gotcha. was carry out third party. Um, none of my stores have drive through at this time, and so. 
um, that was a, a challenge. Um, we did get some assistance. We did have a local business that uh, had field workers that had to work through the shutdown and we had a contract with them to feed their workers. And I was really, really happy that mm. that helped me and that helped their workers. And, and they were very excited about that. Um, they couldn't go through drive-thrus because their trucks don't fit through drive-thrus. Uh, mm -hmm. So um, it was very helpful for that company as well as us. Right. Is that something your stores could do? Is it possibility to put drive-thrus in at any locations? It, it is to, um, possible to put drive-thrus in. Unfortunately, none of my real, the real estate so far has allowed us to put mm -hmm. drive-thrus in. Um, yeah. You kind of have a need a special space, but um, hopefully if um, everything works out with what I'm planning, we will have a location with the drive-thrus sometime in 2022. Awesome. Exciting. So, so not this year, but maybe next year. So maybe awesome. next year. Yeah. I got to be um, vague about it, but yeah. I can talk about I'm working on something and I hope it pans out. Awesome. I hope it does too. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on was some, uh, a way you were able to help the Wichita fire department kind of during the pandemic. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, we got word we run the public safety foundation out of firehouse subs it was a uh, grant-based program that was founded after hurricane katrina by chris and robin Sorensen. um the public safety foundation we do roundup in the stores we have a canister um, we can take donations for it um, it's a grant-based program that uh, pays for equipment for firefighter ems and police police departments due to the pandemic um, with the first responders requiring more work and with the restaurants being slow they decided to do a feeder first responder initiative mm -hmm. where they would partner with the franchisee to um, bring to feed first responders mm -hmm. so uh, we ended up partnering with the fire wichita firefighter chaplaincy program um, uh, Bill Nessel Road. He's a um, he is a chaplain for the fire service. Um, I have met him through some programs I've done with um, the Kansas Firefighter Museum, the Kansas Firefighter Alliance, and Fire Camp Program. Mm -hmm. um, he wanted to do something for his local department, so I worked with him. Um, I gave him a very good price. He paid half. I comped half, and we fed Station 15 here in Wichita. That's awesome. And we did it for all three shifts. So I don't know if you know about firefighters. They they work every third day. So there's an A shift, a B shift, and a C shift. Gotcha. I didn't know that. Um, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. I knew something along those lines, but I didn't know exactly how it was set up. So their shifts are 24 hours. So they every day. So it's an A, wow. B, or C day. Um, and so we fed all three shifts at the station 15, which is at Kellogg and Lincoln, or no, Lincoln and Rock Road. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we had such an overwhelming response of positivity from that crew that I said to Bill Hayes, I said, do you think we could raise funds to do all of them? And so we got together, he, he was able to get some funds, I got some funds, and then I went ahead and applied to the Public Safety Foundation. So every, uh, I took a third, the foundation took a third, and Bill took a third, mm -hmm. or well, his found or the money he raised sure, covered sure. the third. Um, and we were able to feed every firefighter in the city of Wichita, unless they were on vacation. <laughs> right, right. Of course. Some of the guys got a couple meals instead mm -hmm. of one. Right. But we fed every shift at every station in this entire city. I delivered with Bill. We visited every fire station and every shift. Um, and it was a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. Um, those guys were very, very appreciative. Um, 
and I got to I got to see some really cool stuff. I mean, they they were excited to have a guest in the firehouse. Um, not because uh, of COVID protocol, we had to get a lot of special permission to be into in the uh, fire station. So it was uh, nice for them. They got to have a visitor, two visitors, and right. and um, being right after the shutdown, that was that was in. They got lunch too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, it's probably been a while. I'm sure they get. I mean, I don't know how many visitors, but a decent amount of visitors typically pre-COVID, but it's probably nice to have somebody else in there for once. Yeah. Um, well, and what, not to mention free food was fantastic. Yeah, that, that helps everything. That. Yeah. That's the best type of food, free food. It is. Um, what is something you wish you knew when you started the first, uh, first firehouse subs? Um, that's a hard question. put you on the spot a little bit. Yeah, you did put me on the spot. I I'm or just some advice. What what kind of advice would you give for somebody that was maybe wanting to start a business or start a franchise? Probably well, the thing I had to learn the quickest that took me a minute was uh um dealing with uh construction. Mm. Um I had never done that was part that I'd never done before. Um I remember there was a uh woman that I worked with at the Pizza Hut franchisee and I never could figure out what she did. <laughs> after I built my store, she actually came out and, and had the restaurant. I said hi to her. I looked at her and said, you know, when I worked with you, I never understood what you did. And she looked at me and do you now? And I go, oh, I absolutely understand <laughs> what you do now. Um, I, it was really eye-opening to see how involved I had to be with the construction process. Right. Um, that, that was a new thing for me. Um, I learned how to read site plans and, and I learned a whole bunch of new skills I never really thought I would need. Um, the other thing is, 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 is people development, you know, working with staff and employing people, that was a whole learning curve for me too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, working with motivating your teams and trying to do the best for your crews as possible. Um, we, we tried to operate, um, we tried to make a great work environment for our employees because, so that they can pass that on to the customers and, sure. and yeah. building those kinds of environments that, that was a trick at first and, and we got there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, that's that's probably one of the more eye-opening things is, is is how much I work with people on a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else do you do? You have anything else you'd like to talk about with the franchise itself before we kind of move on to the next set of questions? So um, I can go back to the Wichita firefighter. I I didn't have the number down in front of me, but I see it here. Yeah. We donated three hundred and eighty-five meals to the Wichita Fire Department. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, and then the other part was is the Public Safety Foundation has helped um, has partnered with restaurants to feed more than 9,600 healthcare workers and first responders during wow. the pandemic. That's incredible. It is. The Public Safety Foundation, to date, has donated more than 57 million dollars in 49 states, Puerto Rico, and Canada since its inception in 2004. Wow, that is unbelievable. And every, I mean, almost all of that is raised in store. So we have, um, we have our canister where mm -hmm. you can donate for the Public Safety Foundation. We do roundup on transactions, mm -hmm. um, which adds up tremendously. And we also sell our pickle buckets for $3 after we take all the pickles out. <laughs> um, and then lastly, um, Firehouse Corporate also donates 0.11% of all purchases Okay. to the Public Safety Foundation um, with a minimum donation of a million dollars a year. Wow, that's that's incredible. I love that. Yeah. So it was really cool. 
I misspoke earlier. It was established in 2005, but it was in response to Hurricane Katrina, which was in 2004. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Very cool. Well, I, I love firehouse subs. Uh, I live pretty close to the East mall. So I, I go to that one a decent amount over Kellogg and rock. So you go to my original. <laughs> I do. Yeah. That was the very first one I ever went to. Uh, I mean, however many years back, five years ago, probably. So uh, we love it, but uh, it's probably our go-to sub place. So or sandwich place. So um, just kind of hop into uh, some other various questions um, for you personally, and not necessarily just about the, the firehouse subs, but um, a lot of these I cherry picked from podcasts that I like to listen to. And I think the answers come out pretty interesting. So what is something you often recommend to people? It can be a book or podcast or a movie or anything like that. You know, I recommend subs every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, does it ha can I do the subs or do literally sure. Yeah. You take okay. it whatever direction you'd like. All right. Well, I recommend subs every day because that is part of my job mm -hmm. uh, as a franchisee. Um, I do have an LTO right now that is quite delicious. It's a pepperoni pizza meatball. Oh, that sounds good. Um, oh, it is absolutely wonderful. We took our meatball and we added extra cheese and pepperoni and a butter garlic. Um, seasoning I'm going to have to go try bread. that. You're going to have to try it. It is really good. I, I have, this is probably one of my favorite LTOs or limited time offers that we've okay. had. I was going to ask what that time. meant. Yeah, sorry about that. No, you're good. Um, let's see, but my absolute favorite sub is actually the New York steamer. And that's my personal favorite. It's pastrami corned beef with um, provolone cheese. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds um, good too. And then there's my daughter's favorite. I can't get off here without my youngest daughter's favorite. Her absolute favorite is the Cajun chicken. Okay. Um, it's chicken with Cajun seasoning, uh, cherry peppers, and pepper jack cheese. Very so cool. that is her absolute favorite, and she loves it. I'm going to have to try all of that. So I'm, I'm pretty plain, but I love a, a good meatball sub. So I'm going to have to try the pizza one. So. Oh, the pizza one is, is great. Um, I actually really enjoy that garlic butter. Yeah, that sounds um, good. That probably, it, I don't ever hear about that on anything like that. So that sounds really good. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I was, I was pretty impressed the first time I had it. Um, what is your favorite failure in any aspect of your life? Oh, I don't know. And we can skip if you don't have an answer. It's no big deal or take I'm your time. I'm not sure if I have an answer. I'm bad at acronyms. Does that count? Perfect. So am I. So that's perfect. I'm not sure it's my favorite, but I know I'm really bad at acronyms. That's fair. Um, what is your definition of success? Um, you know, I always told my husband that I would consider myself successful if I could hire someone to clean my house. <laughs> and I still haven't done it because I just can't pull the trigger on it. It's, it's something to uh, work towards then. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Eventually, you'll be able to pull the trigger. Um, do you have a tell me about a life motto that you live by, or what is some of the best advice that you've received? You know, my grandpa has drilled into my head one of the things that he said to me all my life, well, growing up, was is the most important decision you make in life is who you marry. And you know, I, my husband and I, we've been married for. Oh, you're gonna put me on the spot on this one. Okay, I have to do the math now. It's getting that long. Okay. We've been married for 19 years. We just had our 19th anniversary and knowing what I know now, he, I, I believe he's absolutely right. I think that 
if you marry someone that you can build build something with and, and you're a team with, it really does make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I can vouch for that as well. That is the biggest decision and the the biggest and best decision you can make. Um, and I made it at 18 years old. So that, 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 that just really, that's incredible. I thought I, uh, we married young, but that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I was 18 when I was, uh, I was almost 19, but I was 18 when we got married. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Hey, and yeah. you made it. So proved anybody that could have potentially doubted it, you proved them wrong. So congratulations. I did. I proved them very wrong. <laughs> Um, what is a habit that you've developed over the past few years that's most improved your life? Um, I'm going to say learning to let go. Um, but when we started restaurants, I had to control everything. And I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, even my kids' schedules, you know, I was on top of everything. And when I opened restaurants, I realized I couldn't control everything. And I was going to go start gravy mad if I didn't learn to let go. Right. Um, so th that art of letting go has been a really... Um, it's something I do all the time now. And, um, that was something that I had to learn how to do. Sure. That's a good one. Um, now I just have a couple questions left. These ones are Wichita specific. So okay. what is your favorite part of Wichita or what is your favorite hidden gem in Wichita? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this. I spend a lot of time in restaurants to be honest with you. That's what your favorite restaurant then outside of firehouse subs. <laughs> um, well, my favorite, I really like um, walking down by the river um, mm -hmm. down in the downtown area. Um, I like the area around the keeper of the plains. Yep. Um, I, I like those bike paths that go up and down the Arkansas river. Uh, our Kansas river. I'm sorry. I have, <laughs> my mom lives in Arkansas. My brother lives in Colorado and we call you. it our Kansas and I get <laughs> them mixed up all the time. Because mm -hmm. I have to say it differently. Yeah, I, I love that area of town. I love walking down there. I always have. So that's a great part. Um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't? Or what would you improve about Wichita? Um, you know, one of the things I would improve, um, my I, I told you my parents uh, moved to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I like about their part of Arkansas more than anything else is their bike system. They have these bike paths that go through around lakes and mm -hmm. through the trees. And while we do have much improved biking um, around here, um, it's it's just not comparable to what's in Northwest Arkansas. Right. Um, I think that would be a huge improvement. And I do see movement within the city where they are working on that. Sure. Um, I would like to one day see Kellogg done. <laughs> well, good luck with that. By the time they're done, they'll start back at the other end. So, well, you know, they're getting close. They're getting close to being. I, I just say they might as well just plan to do it from uh, one end of the county to the other, and then we can call it good, right? Yeah, something like that. And then Andover needs to figure that part out. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I can agree with that. My parents <laughs> still live out that way, so we we take that part. So at least it's like open from where we're at, so we can get back and forth pretty quick now. But. Yeah, we would we would love to see it completely finished for once. So, yeah, I it's been it's been under construction since I was like three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever remember Kellogg not under construction. I think yeah, I think that's the joke of what I've heard. I I've lived in Wichita and over for twenty years now, and I think as far as I know, it's always been under construction. So, 
Well, um, I remember I remember downtown before they built the flyover. My mom used to work downtown and I remember what it was like before oh wow that flyover was built over downtown and and I can tell you that the, that that expansion was was has done amazing things for the city yeah absolutely um just one more question what does Wichita mean to you oh I don't know I, mean, I guess it means home I mean this is where I've always been um I, I guess it means home. That's that's all I can really say. That's that's great. That's what probably half the guests have said. So I would I would say the exact same thing. So that's a great answer. Um, what where can people find you? Um, do you have any calls to action? Um, I guess you have some special subs people can come try. What what do you want people to take away from this? I don't know. <laughs> do you guys have uh, Wichita specific firehouse sub social media? Um, we have uh, we have some Facebook pages for mm -hmm. our local Wichita stores. Okay. Um, the best information is going to come from the Firehouse Subs Facebook page. Firehouse Subs um, in its own, they're on all of the social media types, and I am struggling to keep up with them all, <laughs> um, including this new one. I think it's it's, it's Twitch. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a yeah, streaming the video platform. game yeah. one. Yep. Yeah, and... You know, they were so on top of it that I heard it from Firehouse before I heard it from my kids. That is pretty on top of it. That, that, I was pretty impressed on how on top of it they were. <laughs> but they're on they're on Instagram. They're on sure. They're on all of the the social media sites. Awesome. Well, we will link up all that stuff. Um, link up your website, link up all that. Um, we'll encourage everybody to visit the Firehouse subs. I'm gonna come by and try that pizza uh, meatball sub with the garlic pizza. sauce pepperoni pizza meatball there's pepperoni a great big meatball. picture on the mini board you can't miss it all right um we do have four locations in wichita so we have one at kellogg and rock 21st and greenwich uh ridge and taft or ridge and maple whichever mm -hmm. you want to say and uh new market square up by in front of target and then we have a location in hutchinson um up on east 30th and lorraine perfect all right megan that sounds great thank you so much for coming on uh, i loved hearing this story i didn't know really anything about your story or really firehouse subs it was awesome to learn a lot um there's a lot of cool things you guys have going on and um it was cool to hear about what you did during the pandemic but thank you for coming on and we wish you the best okay and did you want to hear any more there's more to my story that i didn't say oh absolutely yeah please go ahead yeah absolutely okay i'm gonna i'm actually in every firehouse subs there's a mural okay okay all right so in the locations that i owned and one of them that i i purchased which was a happy accident um, all of them have a plane in it. So um, the tidbit about me is this the reason there's planes in there. Mm -hmm. There's two reasons. It's actually um, one of them is called grandpa and the other one's called grandpa. Uh, one of my grandpas who helped me get this started, um, he used to work for Boeing and then started his own machine shop. Okay. And um, he built airplanes all his life. My other grandpa was a pilot and a colonel for the United States Air Force. Very cool. So if you go into my Rock Road location, my Greenwich location, or my Hutch location, you'll see a military aircraft in the murals. And that's why those are there is because of my two grandpas. I will definitely keep an eye out for that. That's awesome. That's and a really cool special with, touch. Yeah. Without their help, I wouldn't have been able to start my first restaurant. Very cool. So um, unfortunately, my, um, my grandfather, who was in the Air Force, he uh, uh, died in 1994, um, and it, he was hit by a drunk driver. Um, and but he left behind a trust to help me go to school 
And that was what we were able to use to start our first restaurant. Wow. And my other grandpa had was one of my investors that I talked about. He wanted us to do something on our own. Um, Because for him, the machine shop business was was a good decision for him to own his own shop. And he wanted to see us um, succeed um, that way as well. That's, that's really cool. I love to hear that. So it sounds like you had, um, I mean, I don't know how much, how restrictive being a franchise franchisee is like how much control you have over kind of what it looks like, but it sounds awesome that you could add that special personal touch to each of those locations. Yeah, we, we do have the ability we have, we are the owners. So ultimately we are the ones that make the decisions, but, um, as far as like our branding and our uh, product and all that, that, that is required. By gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. We have to maintain some time, some kind of consistency across the country. Right, right. I mean, we would like the firehouse subs in Wichita to taste like the firehouse in Jacksonville and the firehouse in. Oh in yeah, Phoenix absolutely. And, you got to be able to yeah exp- know what you're getting when you travel right. and go to a different one for sure. We don't want to disappoint the airmen that that exactly. station at McConnell and get so excited. Hey, there's a firehouse subs here. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to cover? I think I have it covered. Awesome. Megan, again, I really appreciate you coming on. This was fun. Um, yeah. I'm sure we can uh, maybe cover a little bit of your announcement potentially in 2022. Um, we'll see if anything comes, but um, uh, we'll keep an eye out. Sh- you you got to be a little shady about it because it is not set in stone at all. Sure. That's why we'll, we'll wait so, and see what happens. I'm just so. saying, you can just say I'm working on something. I can't even tell you the location. Okay, that's um, exciting. That's how right. secret it is. So no problem. Yeah, awesome. I, that I'm sounds hope- good. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it all works out. But if it doesn't, we'll keep trying to hit that. 2022. Sounds good. Awesome, Megan. Have a good one. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you again to everyone that listened to this episode of the Witch Live podcast. If you enjoyed, please rate and review our podcast on whatever app you use. If you have any recommendations, please reach out at wichitalifeict at gmail.com. Thanks again.